What's up, family? Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted. Um, it's been a while since we all got together and recorded. Uh, for you guys, it hasn't been a while at all, but for us, it's been a while. Um, so yeah, guys, I, I guess what's going on? Oh, wait, special announcement. We have Sydney back in the building. Sydney has been out for a couple episodes taking a break, but she is back. Everybody say what's up to Sydney. Sid the kid. Sid the kid. Hey, guys. <laughs> all right, Sid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um hi uh yeah um but yeah so it's been a while for us so i guess what's going on in everybody's lives what's what's been new what's what's fresh what's fly Uh Uh ah sorry (laughs) i was like wait uh that's very strange um nothing nothing like drastic is new i think tyler and i are just yesterday was our three month anniversary from when we got married so i've been married three months i would say that we're both gonna be in school full-time he's working um the holidays are coming like i told my mom i said if if everybody doesn't get me a christmas list by september 1st they're not getting nothing Mm -hmm. she was like honestly i was like his brother's getting married um his birthday is the same day that his brother's getting married. My birthday is in October. There's so many family birthdays in October. We're going home to Michigan at the end of August. I'm like, I'm going to have no money. So if nobody tells me what they want now, you're not getting anything for Christmas. I know it's July, but. Can I can I ask what um, Tyler's studying? Like, what is he going to school for? He is going to school for criminal justice. Nice. Yeah. Good. He's like, uh two credits something really close to having his associates because he went before okay um and then just put it off you know for a long time but he's gonna go for his bachelor's in criminal justice good for him yeah for him. he's very excited which will like in turn help him at work he can get more um you know raises and advancement as far as you know rank and stuff like that he can be in charge of the whole prison just the whole kidding prison he, i won't ever let him do that but you don't want him to be a warden heck no no, because they can, if I'm correct, they can, like, ship him off anywhere. Like, we would just oh. have to pack up and move wherever they said, hey, you got to go. Oh, yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah. And I was like, mm, but no. But they make good money. Um, that is true. My old pastor was a warden in New Jersey, and he's, like, set. Well, he's not a warden anymore, but, like, he's chilling. Like, he's got a house in Florida, got a house in New Jersey, got a house in... Yeah. He's chilling. Yeah. Financially, it would be wonderful, but... But... Everything else would suck. Suck, yeah. Which isn't <laughs> worth... Right. How about you, Sid? Um, uh, well, definitely um, a lot of... Uh, it's a, definitely a season of um, just trying to figure out honestly, like, what's going on. Because um, I'm kind of going through this season of, like, trying to see where God wants to take me. And then, like, you know... Mm-hmm. what's going on like you know what's going on because like mm-hmm. mentally and stuff like that I went through some stuff now that I understand why I'm mentally going through the things that I'm going through um I can better like understand it and like I'm not upset about it anymore like mm-hmm. it's more like a weird like exciting almost because like I understand it, like it's a battle tactic but um definitely um yeah, I don't know. It's it's just this weird season. Like, you know those seasons? I don't know if you guys have ever been through a season like this, but, like, where it's, like, 
you don't like God's not really saying per se like specifically like anything really Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like in this weird like limbo yeah and you're just you're praying and you're spending time with him and you know all this kind of stuff but you're just kind of like okay like I feel like I'm in space floating and it's great but I know I'm not supposed to be resting anymore so then it's like you know Mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of trying to figure everything out and I know a lot of things are going to start happening soon Mm -hmm. but like I'm really scared I want to say something but I don't know if I should but (laughs) then then don't say it then don't say it it. but I I can say something to that I will say that like what I've noticed recently is the desire to be expectant but the fear to allow that emotion to take Mm, place that's funny that you say that oh really (laughs) so like i mean that in every area in my marriage in my relationship with the lord in my house which is kind of crazy because you know why would it be you know weird to expect something from my house like i just have to do the work right but it takes money and things to do things like we want to redo our our spare room it's got carpet from the 80s and mm. needs to be yeah, <laughs> needs to be ripped out and the floor needs to be replaced and all that kind of stuff so it's like I can be expect expectant of those things but I feel like my whole life I have been bred and taught to be okay with what I have mm-hmm. and yeah. not ask God for more yeah because I didn't have a lot growing up and I feel like I just became complacent and okay with what I have you know right now and in the moment and it's hard for me to dream i'm not a dreamer i'm very practical i'm very you know to the point don't bluff you know don't make it all pretty and put sparkles on it tell me how it is because i want to know before i can make a decision so i feel like that kind of ties into like what you were saying yeah that's exactly probably exactly how i feel honestly but yeah so it's just been like crazy there's just a lot of things that like i do i don't know anyway go ahead keegan (laughs) (laughs) um well i'll say this that i think oh i don't think it's coincidental at all that we all we always find all of just a little heads up to the people listening people at tsaw the four of us that go to college together we always find ourselves going through similar things that look different but overall have the same type of like tone to tone yeah so I'll say this, that I'm expecting God for a lot of things. And I was a, I was resistant to believing or to falling, not falling, to kind of like buying into the whole expectancy thing. Yeah. Because it's been something that like I've noticed that people at Trinity, at least, like it's been being preached a lot. Not a lot, but just it's been a theme recently um, and a good one at that. But I was hesitant because I feel like it was pri- – I feel like when – I just had the wrong understanding of what expecting means. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it was like, I expect God to do this, so he's going to do it. But in all reality, like, the definition of expect just means to believe that something is going to happen soon. Like, that's, that's all it means. So, mm. so it, like, expectancy is just a byproduct of faith. So if mm. I have faith, I should expect that something is going to happen soon. That's good. So... And not because of who I am, but because of who he is. It is right. it is of God to respond to faith. Right. Um, almost every miracle Jesus does, it's because your faith, because your faith, because your faith. Um, but for me, I think my my ability to expect things to happen in faith was has been damaged because of 
personal it matters mm-hmm. i think that i think that it, it was hard and still is a little hard but i'm better at it now um to expect that something is going to happen in, because of faith because and faith right. you know mm-hmm. um but what i'm realizing is that i don't know the future what i'm like <laughs> which is you're like oh no way like <laughs> but, but what i'm and, and no in all seriousness i was like I just think like, what if I'm, what if I'm in the exact, in the middle of what he said and it just isn't what I looked like or isn't what I thought it looked like. Yes. Like what if, I don't know. That's, that's all I can think about. Yes. Not all I can think about, but that's the thought that I have. Like, I just feel like something is around the corner. Like that's, that's what I feel like. I just feel yeah. like, and, and what if, now you guys know the story, but what if the person in this story what if it, it turns around completely? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I usually just think of when I think of God and I think of promises and I think of things, I always think of like how what would be the craziest way this could play out? And the craziest way this could play out is the way that nobody thinks it's going to play out. And I'm just like, what if? Yeah. Like, what if? What if me and this person end up being power ministries? Like, yeah for the kingdom what if this gets turned around completely like and people are people what i love about god is when he does something people look people look at the people that he does it with crazy noah built an ark before it rained yeah and people thought he was literally a psychopath yeah but it rained so i just think like you just keep being you like you just keep acting like jesus you just keep loving you keep forgiving you keep all that stuff mm-hmm. you you hold your distance you know you That's- you wait for the the, the horn before you start taking off, you know, like you yeah. wait for the shot before the race starts, you wait for his, his command, but just like, what if that's kind of like my, Woo! yes, yes sir. My, like, yes, sir. Like what, what, what if, you know, and things with ministry are like, I just got my first ever, like, um, actually it wouldn't be my first, it would be my first out of state ministry opportunity personally, like not, right with the church like just mm-hmm. me personally mm-hmm. i preached an event once before that i got invited to um which may have been one of my favorite things i've ever preached because oh it was just so good also went for like an hour it was like the awesome. lord was moving in that place mm-hmm. um but i'm flying to a, a church in virginia on august 12th which i don't oh by the time this comes out it'll be okay to say <laughs> um but so I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of excited and expectant for things to play out like nobody thought they could play out. Um, I will say that I'm careful not to get my hope, my heart in in the way, and say like, "This is God," but in all reality, it's just my heart hoping for things. But I, I I don't know. I'm just whatever God is going to do, I'm believing for it and walking in it. I don't know what He's going to do, but whatever He is going to do, I'm going to walk in it. So yeah, that's been my like. That's been the the bright side of my last month or whatever. The not so bright side has been like dealing with insecurities, uh, which I had to admit to like myself that like, hey, like even though you're not like super insecure about these things, they are thoughts that you have and they are slight insecurities. Mm. And if you don't nip them now, and it was so funny, like the moment that I was like, okay, God, I'm feeling insecure about these things. I'm no longer insecure about them. Like it wasn't like God had wow. to tell me anything. It's just like. The moment, and it's been like that recently. The moment I just kind of just open something up to God, it's like whatever. Yeah. Like I was feeling really burnt and drained, and weary, 
Sunday and I just like kind of was like telling God that and like crying at the altar and he wasn't saying anything like God wasn't saying anything back to me but like it's just God moved on my heart I don't yeah I, I keep telling I'm like what did God do something he moved on my heart how I don't know but I just don't feel weary and tired and like yeah you know yeah Anyways. that's really you good. look like you're thinking Sid yeah uh yeah I just God just reminded me of something when you were ta- when you're talking about that um and actually actually I have this verse open in the bible it kind of ties in like all of this together um because i was thinking about this the other day where um our pastor was preaching about um you know when that paralytic guy was like you know through the roof and then jesus healed him and stuff like that and um so we were just talking about like expecting things and stuff like that and just being healed and like all this kind of stuff. And I, I remember it was brought to my mind and I, I just saw like a, like a theme of like people like Jesus, um, like, you know, healing people and like all this kind of stuff in the Bible. And like, I'm just kind of like thinking about like when we're in heaven, like, I know it's not gonna make sense right now. I just have to explain, but like, um, you know, I feel like oftentimes, like, a lot of the things that, um, I feel like I focus a lot on, uh, like, the the things in my life that I'm like, okay, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and, like, I just, I'm always, like, asking God to heal me from something or, like, all this kind of stuff, and then I, I realized, like, kind of, like, I've seen it in our church a little bit where people are always needing like healing for something or whatever like almost like they like receive their healing and stuff like that and then they go back to like a routine of like going through something and then they need healing again and like all this kind of stuff or like you know in people's lives like they something bad happens to them and then they're like praying for god to like i just see that like in the christian world too like you know that that's just always a thing and i'm just like how are we supposed to go to another spiritual level because i don't feel like that's all that god has for us and i feel like um man now i feel like i'm going on a tangent but like basically like um i just kind of felt like god was like saying um like expecting us like wanting us to expect that we are like when god says we're healed that we're healed Mm -hmm. that when we have something we have something kind of like what you were saying keegan with like the promises and stuff like that and like um what caitlin was saying too like when like when we have something or when god says we have a promise like to believe and that's kind of what pastor pastor jamie was saying too but like um because the reason why I feel like that's really important is because, like, if you think about it, like, when when you think about, like, um, you know, when we die or something like that or, like, when we're, when Jesus comes back, like, we, we're not going to have anything wrong with us. And there's nothing, nothing bad is going to ever be right. where we're at, like, right. ever. Mm-hmm. And so then I was thinking about that. I'm like, what if God is just waiting for us to realize that like we've already acquired it because we're his children and that's just who we are and we're supposed to walk in that so that way we can get to bigger things like God has for us like on a different spiritual level like there's deep revelations that he wants to reveal to us and stuff like that and like like you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. we we're stuck on this like surface level I feel like where it's just like (laughs) 
we're stuck being like, God, can you heal me? And God's like, you know what? Like I healed you. I just like wish that you would realize that you're already, you already have this thing or you already have that, you know, person like for me, like a while ago, just not believing that God had a person for me and just God being like, can you just believe that you have that person that they're going to be coming at a time that I set for you. But for right now, like I have things, we have bigger and better things to worry about because like I'm coming back yeah. and I have a lot of things that I want to do on this earth. There are so many different mysteries and like, you just think about all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, like think, just think, you know, like when people are like, oh, just think about how big, like the universe is compared to like us. And like, yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, my problem's really small compared to like how big the universe is. Right. Like looking at the big picture of things. Right. So it's just kind of like, that's kind of what that reminds me of almost. Did I just go on a tangent? I feel really bad. Um, I mean, no. I think yes and no. <laughs> yeah. This like, is what I think. I think what you were kind of saying is the way it spoke to me was, is we like ask for healing and we ask for prayer and we go to the altar, we go running, we go expectant and we walk away and we pick it right back up. Yeah. And then something else happens in our life and it is probably, you know, something really small. But because there was already that thing before and now there's this, we allow that to discourage us mm-hmm. and not walk forward in expectancy that the Lord is going to do what he already said he would do. There you go. And I think we do that because, okay, so I'll use me. Um, so Sunday, I've never been one to withhold from the Lord. Obviously before God, I, obviously I withheld from God. Like, right. um, but when it comes to like personal matters or things I go through or just things that I need to let go, like I've never been one to kind of like guard those. But Sunday I found myself kind of like holding on to things um, or not even holding on to things, just kind of like guarding them, like not allowing God to touch it. Ooh, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time I had, I was saying things like, God, blah, 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 blah. You have access i'm just coming up with stuff but in all reality i was not giving god access Mm. and and it's so simple and we overcomplicate things in the church a lot but really the bible is not it's not meant for only scholars to read you know like right right um it 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 was just like a an inward acknowledgement of like i'm letting this go like i'm it's it's an inward saying okay god you actually have access access and opening it up um and then i think i i got on a tangent but i think that the reason we do that is that is that we don't actually allow god into things we just say it but don't Mm -hmm. actually allow him into it Mm -hmm. and i guess that falls into integrity um and that in this society we're not the most integral people i think for me and for a lot of people it falls into trust oh i don't i don't trust the Lord with the things that I'm struggling with. So I sat in service on Sunday and, you know, Pastor Jamie said something along the lines of to, you know, stop moaning and groaning about things and just know that the Lord is going to do it. And I just felt in my heart so convicted. And I will say that it has been a long time since I felt like really, really convicted about something. And I think, you know, and this is like, 
a story for another day but i think we look at things and we're like oh i don't sin i just don't do that i don't lie i don't cheat i don't do this i don't do that but you know what i do i do focus on the negative things i do not trust god in situations where i totally should Yeah. yeah and so the lord really convicted my heart on that and i just told him i said god i'm so sorry i apologize that i have been walking through this and I haven't asked you how you felt one time. Yeah. I haven't asked you to do what only you can do in this whole situation. Um, you know, with Tyler and our family, I have not asked you to do anything. And that really convicted me because I went from not making a move unless God told me to, to reverting back to... To moving without asking God. Yes. Yeah. And not walking in what he told me to walk into. So I told Tyler... Uh, Sunday night and I was just like dude God convicted me so bad and he was like what and so I told him the whole story and he goes he goes wow that's really good he goes I'm proud of you for being obedient to the Holy Spirit and I was just like even now I'm sitting here and I'm just frustrated with myself that I'm like that but it's because I have such a hard time trusting and not just with the Lord I mean I just have a hard time trusting in general I've just always been a person that's like waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah you know i've had so much hardship in life that it's hard for me to just be happy i'm always like kind of looking behind my shoulder to see what's going to happen next so god really convicted me on the lack of trust that i have for him it's like i can trust his word all day long i can trust the words that it says but do i trust him to fulfill to do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah kind of yeah. like i know god can do it but can he do it for me type yes thing. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um Something I I wanted to switching topics I guess something I wanted to talk about that had I was thinking about this morning and then when Sydney was talk, talking it kind of just brought it back up, but so in a in a uh, in a time where miracles of the Holy Spirit are evident, um, well, they're always evident, but I feel like recently around the world um, that has been a lot more prominent like healings like public revivals yeah revival type thing um i just i'm curious i just wonder if we want the lord to heal us so we can be healed and that's that um Mm. i i i'm not saying the church is but i do think that there is a, a group of people that come to church that just say i want the lord to heal me but it's not fueled by I want to know the Lord more, or it's okay. not fueled by by desperation. It's fueled by selfish ambition mm. um, of God. I want you to heal me so I can be healed, not so you can get glory, um, mm. not so wow. I can be a living testimony. That's good. You look at um, let's see. You look at the the guy in the in the graveyard with the legions of demons in him. What is his response to to jesus freeing freeing him his response oh his response is can i come with you right his response isn't i want to stay here and now i'm free and go back to life because all i needed was freedom from you right. i think we oh god help me with my language i think we oh it's not a bad word god says it. i think we whore out god we try to whore out god and that's a very strong way to say it and you can never actually do that but i think that's what we try to do yeah it's like okay god i'm here sunday now you're gonna give me what i want and i'm gonna go back home um and and i'm just like that's tough yeah you're we in turn grieve the holy spirit not yes not not in 
not in a corporate setting because one person that one person of the congregation can't grieve the whole church of the Holy Spirit, you know. Right. Um, but in our own life, we yes. we wonder whether we have so much frustration and so much. Which I'm not saying that if God will bring you frustration, but we wonder why we have all of these things. And I'm just wondering, like, have we grieved the Holy Spirit? Like, have we? Have we, on a personal level, asked God to do things not so that we can know him or be closer to him, but just so that we can have him do it for us? Because in America, we're a consumer society, yeah. and the mm-hmm. American gospel says that God's going to do what you need, and, yeah. and that's God it. is whatever you want yeah. him to be and not really who he says he is. That's really good because, I mean, my favorite thing I've ever heard probably is a song where the literally the lyrics are, I am all he says I am, but it makes me think of God is everything that he says he is. So it's like God is mm-hmm. always faithful. God is always purposeful. God is always ever present and always all powerful. So that's really good, Key. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, just to bring like a, a Bible verse in, like just to bring a Bible verse into it, Um, I think it's, uh, just to like confirm kind of like what we're talking about because it's in the Bible. It's like Matthew 8, I think. Um, and basically um, what's happening there is like um, it's when Jesus heals a leper and like all this kind of stuff. And um, so like so basically um, it says in Matthew 8 like, Jesus came down from the mountain and like a bunch of people were following him. And then there was a leper and he was worshiping Jesus. And it was, that's basically like, I feel like that shows like the intent of his heart. Like Mm -hmm. the matter of his heart was to worship Jesus. Right. That's, that's where he's just like, okay, like I'm exalting, I'm exalting Jesus. And so then, um, and then the the leper says to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So his heart was open to Jesus, like healing him. He was ready for his healing. Like he said it to Jesus. He communicated it to him. And so then Jesus put out his hand. It says he put out his hand and, and touched him and said, I am willing to heal you, be cleansed. And then he was cleansed. He got his healing because his heart was in the right place. He was worshiping Jesus, not worshiping like whatever he wanted to do, what he like himself, like all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so then Jesus was like, okay, like you're going to receive that. And like, yeah, he was willing. He had faith. Like, yes, I want to be like, I'm ready for it. And then later, um, there was a centurion and he was talking to Jesus and he was saying like another thing, like about a matter of his heart. Like he revealed to Jesus, like, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. And basically reverence to Jesus. Like, I feel like we, we as a society forgot, that's like a huge word for me. Like, honestly, reverence to Jesus, like putting ourselves low because we are nothing Right. And yeah. Jesus is everything. He's friend, but he's also king of kings. Exactly. Ooh. You know, Ooh. like, I That's think, tough. yeah, I think we forget that, you know, like, it's just like Jesus. It's Jesus. Because yeah. I, I feel like if he were, if you realized, like, 
that Jesus is actually like right in front of you at all times. He's always with you, all this right. kind of stuff. Just because you can't see him physically, I, f- I feel like we forget and we get this like sort of like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, mm-hmm. oh yeah, la di da, walking know? through life. But I bet you, if you could see him with your physical eyes, Woo! you'd sprinting. be falling on your face. Yeah. But basically, when you're done, I got like a an insert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically, he just kind of says like has a reverence to Jesus. For I am a man un- um, under, um, oh yeah, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed, and like all this kind of stuff. And then Jesus later, like after he says that. He says, because he had great faith and, you know, like his heart was in the right place. Like he's like, because you believed it, let it be done for you. So then the person in his house was healed. So it's just like, I feel like your heart needs to be in the right place. And then also having a reverence to God, like just, you know, to Jesus, having a reverence, like realizing like who Jesus is and then having faith for it. But go ahead, Keegan, what were you going to say? Okay. First of all, that's good. I'm piggybacking That's you. really good. But so correct me if I'm wrong, but before Jesus came to earth, there was a period of silence, correct? When? Wait, what? Like, okay, so so Old Testament ends with the, uh, I forgot what book. Yes. And there's no prophets for 500 years, correct? Or for however long. There's. I believe so. There's no prophets. There's no. There, God is God is still God. You know, God didn't like mm-hmm. stop being God. But there is nobody. The Lord has not giving is not giving words publicly to people or to nations. Right. Um. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's true. But if not, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. If not, get the overall concept. But that means that when Jesus came, that people were desperate to hear something from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means that throughout the thousands of the years of the old Testament where there's constant prophets yeah. and then there's not mm-hmm. people are desperate. So we see crowds of people swarming to Jesus because one, they're like, Oh, this is the fulfillment of, of a literally a whole cultural, a, a whole, a whole group of people like from the beginning of earth, it, this is a fulfillment of things that have been prophesied. But also because there's a desperation of, oh, wow, now there's somebody speaking from God. Oh, wait, this guy is God. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, And I just wonder now, like what, what Sydney said, it said, is if Jesus physically walked into the church today, um, what would be people's reaction? Because as yeah. much as we all want to say that people would fall down on their knees and give a huge shout. I just don't think that would be the church's reaction. No, Mm-mm. I think that some churches would turn their face in shame. I think that other churches would, would demand things from him. I think that when he walked in, people would swarm him saying, this is what we need. This is what we want. This mm-hmm. is, this is I, 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 um, and I think, I think we're all guilty of it at, at some extent. Right. But I'm just curious, would we fall on our face? You know, like, would we act like that, the centurion, and just be like, whatever you say to my servant, he will do? I don't know. Because it's like, if he manifested himself here on earth, I feel like w- hopefully we would understand who he is yeah. mm-hmm. and understand the power coming from him. Yeah. But I think when we're, when we like are in the throne room, 
that we would be on our knees. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know that oh, we're going to, you know what I mean? It's different. So if you were here, I don't know. I think my initial thought is I ain't looking at him. My eyes are going to the floor. Like, I, I feel know. like I would be, I don't want to say this in a, like in a bad way, but like, I would be afraid of the amount of majesty that he is you would be yeah reverence yeah, yeah. you just in awe of the person before i would hope that that would be my reaction yeah. you i know would what be I mean? stunned yeah like i would not be like, starstruck because that's stupid but it's like no i would be no i would, I would be <laughs> like, i'd be like i mean it just reminds me of the song getting ready where they say what an honor to be invited yeah. to the marriage of the lamb it's yeah. like oh my gosh what an honor to just really, I think about this all the time and I ask the Lord to, to help me, you know, remain this way in my heart, but what an honor it is to get together with people of like faith and worship with them yeah. and learn with them. And I mean that in like the church setting and I mean that in the T-Saw setting, it is an honor and it is not something that for me, I take lightly and not that I'm, you know, great or whatever, but it's just something that has meant so much to me that I don't. I hold that so dear to my heart, like it's etched in my heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That this is something that is so powerful that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. And I don't know. In a sense, I feel like T-Sol is what keeps me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what keeps me in alignment with understanding that Jesus is right here in this room. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason we can do what we're doing right nope. now. Yep. And the only reason we do what we're doing right now. Yep. Like you guys don't know this, but. This is the second time we tried recording this. The first time we were just like, we feel like we're rambling and we're not really saying anything meaningful. And we all just have things. We just had to like center in and figure out what we were going through and be authentic. Yeah, we had to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't ever want to come and just it be a puff piece and just something pretty and fun, which we like to have fun. But at the same time, we like to have real conversations. And because it's been a month since we've all sat in a room together, we normally, you know, dish out life. And sometimes we can't say everything that happens in life. You know, it's just not stuff you share on podcast. But at the same time, it allows emotion into what we're talking about. So I think that this in a sense helps me remember that jesus is literally right here yeah there's a in psalms 83 or 84 it says uh yeah go ahead look that up real quick sid i think it's psalms 84 but basically it i'm kind of just giving like a biblical context to what you were saying caitlin about what an honor but i think and i think it is 84 give me one second um Okay, so it's it's the famous verse verse man, my list today is horrible. It's the famous <laughs> verse, um, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Yeah. Pause. Nobody ever mentions the second end of that verse. Yeah. I I thought that was the end of the verse. Yeah. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Yes. Yeah. That's why people say if you can see me ahead. drop the Bible, just like I just think <laughs> that. Like Yeah. Nobody ever mentions that verse because to dwell in in the courts of the Lord 
is not to be in the highest authority. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's to be a doorkeeper. I've heard people say, just let me sit outside the gate. Yeah. Like, don't send me away. Just let Mm. me sit outside the gate. Oh, I I got chills. I mean, the air is blowing directly on me, but I also got chills. But I think about that, and that's so good because that is, like you're saying, reverence of the Lord. And we cannot Mm. grieve the Holy Spirit for our agenda in Mm. life, Mm -hmm. in the church, in our relationships. And I just feel like I'm getting to a place where I told my husband, I'm like, I refuse to be complacent. I refuse to be someone who is the same person that I was two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I refuse. I want more. I want the Lord. And I don't want just the high of the Holy Spirit. I want true righteousness. Mm -hmm. I want true holiness in my heart. I want to be somebody that I look up to. I want to be somebody that, the Lord is proud you, to use, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I told my mom this and she was like, it's just a desperation. And she reminded me though. She said, don't become heart sick over the things that you desire, that you're so sick and you're like sad about it. They become discouraged. She said, remain, um, expectant and confident that the Lord is going to move, but don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed with the emotion that comes with the power of the Holy spirit. I, I'm in the spirit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mm, uh, I don't know. It's just like, just let me like taste your glory. Like, just let me get a taste, like just a glimpse. Like, yeah. I think that although it is good to want all that the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. And there are times in service where I, I think the most powerful services that I've had or experienced are places where I'm like, God, I'm not leaving until like, until I get, not I get what I want. I'm not leaving until how do I say like, till I feel you, yeah. till you move on my heart, till yeah. I get a touch from God. Yeah. And it's and it's never coming from a place of I want that, but a place of I need you, Lord, like a a place of humbleness. And I think I always in worship, I always like. I just think of His beauty a lot. Like I always come back to how beautiful you are, and it makes me cry every time. Yeah. Like just like how beautiful is Jesus? Like how beautiful is the lamb? How beautiful is, is our King ultimately our, our groom, you know, like how beautiful is that, is that man? And I think it sounds funny saying it as a man, but like (laughs) how, like how beautiful are you God? And it's that, it's that humility of like, let me just get a glimpse. Like, let me just sit at the door. Let me just hold the door for you. I don't like you 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 will let me into the tents because your word says it not because mm-hmm. of who i am but because your word says i can enter into the throne room but but even if you didn't like just yeah. just let me sit at the door yeah like let me clean the toilets of heaven yeah, let me have like, the nastiest job and just let me be there like yeah. you know you know when people your parents were having a conversation in the room and you would put your ear up to the door like let yes. me just put my ear to the door yeah let me just hear what goes on in the throne room like and I would be, I'd be satisfied yeah. because I know like I'm not worth being yeah. in the tent. Mm-hmm. Like by the blood of Jesus, I ha- I am worth it. But yeah. by my own self, I am so unworthy of dwelling in the court of the, the courts of the Lord. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, God, if you'd be so gracious, come and move on this church. Like if you'd be so gracious, come and move through these podcasts. If you'd be so gracious, like this next fall semester of, of T-Saw, change us creating like, me oh lord a clean heart yeah creating me a lord a clean heart what is it purify my hands too mm-hmm. or something like that like yes. let let my heart be clean and the things my hands touch be pure like 
Ugh, I just, just feel like such a humility in the room right I now. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he walks away. I just feel like that song like touched the hem of his garment. Yeah. I'd never heard that song until I came to Trinity. Yeah, and when same. I heard that song, I just about fell out on the Holy Ghost. Nobody touched me. It was just like, no way. I'd never heard a song like that. And then Pastor Michelle for our um, our women's conference, she preached on it. And she got on the floor and literally just on her knees, like, and just, she embodied what that woman was going through. And she was like, just the, just the tip of his Mm. garment is all I need. And I'm like, (sighs) even now I'm like so emotional about that. It's like the Lord is so wonderful and his presence is wonderful. And as much as like, I love his presence, I love him and I love what he embodies and I love his word and I love what he stands for. And I don't know. I could say 50 million things that I love about him, but wow, there's just. I'm trying to think of like a song that that I really I do like that. I, the only one I think of is a Spanish song, and I forgot what it's called, but the chorus is uh, in English, it would be Angels Go Up and Down, or Angels Resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's An- Angeles Resume. Angeles Resume. <laughs> by, uh, oh, got a booger. <laughs> it's by uh, Christine Di Clario, and. And I think uh, Barak is his name, Barak. And mm-hmm. then, but basically it talks about how angels go up and down um, and how in the Old Testament, you know, angels would come up and down or how, how when even now there's angels going up and down from heaven Yeah. and kind of that, like, I don't know, it, it, there's something just so powerful about that song that when I hear it, it's just like, it's humbling to know that angels to go up and down like it's humbling to know that jesus is in heaven mm-hmm. we don't hear i'm about to preach we don't hear we don't hear in the bible much of what jesus does post crucifixion right beside or uh, post ascension mm-hmm. um like after he rises from the dead and goes back to heaven we don't hear much there's not really much of what's going on right besides revelations but that's end times all we hear is he's in heaven working on our behalf yeah, intercessing. All, yeah, all we hear is, I'm going to go to heaven to work on your behalf with the Father. And then we hear in uh, maybe Ezekiel or Isaiah, we hear that he sits on the right-hand side of the Father, above all power, authority, and dominion. Um, he is a name above every name. So what I imagine in heaven is that Jesus is sitting on the right-hand side of the Father in communication with the Father, working on the church's behalf, to get things in order for them or to do things, whatever needs to be done, you know, I just imagine him doing that, but also just like him sending out angels to go do things. Like, I I need you to go do this. I need you to go do that. I need you to go do this. And then communicating with the Holy spirit that's in us. Okay. Here's this, here's this, here's this. And doing it with the biggest joy on his face. And to me, that just humbles me. Right. Because all I want to do is just sit there and watch. Yeah. Like just like, crisscross applesauce feet at the throne sit there and like (coughs) (laughs) yeah that's Um, so good i feel like uh i kind of want to speak to the people that are listening that may not like completely understand like um why we're getting like where why we're like oh my god like jesus and we're just getting goosebumps and like all that kind of stuff like maybe you haven't like really felt that or you don't understand or um you know um 
honestly, what I can say is because like I, I remember when I used to go to church when I was younger and I just everybody would get excited and I just didn't understand why. Yeah. Because I was just like I read my word and like all this kind of stuff and I would go to church, but I didn't feel anything. And it wasn't until I had faith that like, you know, I like you have to physically choose to allow yourself like don't be afraid to not like like don't allow yourself to get in the way of like not not knowing like 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 basically I feel like people think like because I can't physically see it or because like I haven't physically felt anything yet which you will but it's only a matter of time, honestly, but like, because they can't physically see something or physically feel something or like at the moment, like they're just kind of like, okay, so like, I don't know what these people are talking about or whatever. Honestly, you just have to like, really have, you have to have faith. You have to choose to believe something, even though you can't see it physically. And you have to like, understand like, what am I trying to say? Like, I just lost what I was saying. Like, basically... Can I help you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So what she's saying is that there, there's a lot of times where people talk about Jesus and there's just not a, there's not an understanding of why these people are so excited, but it's because you haven't felt what we felt, you know, you haven't experienced what we've experienced and and it, and it's not because God has to select people that he's only going to touch. You know, God, God's Holy Spirit is for every person that wants to be a believer. Yeah. And we're not choosing to believe something because there's evidence saying that there's not that it, we're wrong. So we're choosing to believe uh, a lie. No, but in all reality is that we're choosing to deny ourselves in order to believe <laughs> what is true. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to do this before we wrap up, but I think in order to better help you guys understand where we're coming from, I think if we could all give a short brief, like what has God brought me through? So for me, like the reason I'm so honored, so humbled, so excited, so overjoyed. So all of those fancy words is because you just don't know what I've been through. Like you, the way I praise is why I praise because you just don't know what I've been like. I've been suicidal. I've been addicted to pornography. I've been, I've, I've ran to drugs. I've uh, my parents were divorced when I was young. My dad had a rough upbringing, and he was a angry father. I, he wasn't abusive, but he was angry growing up. He's great now. My dad's my best friend, but and, and that's all because of God. So it's like all throughout my life, I'm only here because of Jesus. Like even now, even even in my walk with God, I'm only here because of Jesus. There's days where I get up and I don't want to follow. Like, I don't want to keep walking this walk because it, it requires me to endure pain. But because of Jesus, I'm still going. So that's why he's so beautiful. That's why he's so honorable. That's why he humbles me. That's why I just want to sit at the – that's why I just want to have my ear to the door to hear what's going on in the throne room. Yeah, that's really good. I think for me, I just – didn't grow up with a lot so it made me feel like I wasn't a lot like I wasn't worthy of what God could bring or what God wanted to do in my life that's always been the theme is Lord I've messed up so many times you know nothing nothing like drugs or being suicidal praise God I've never really endured anything like that but I've endured you know heartbreak and I've endured things that I see now help me 
on a level of ministry that I didn't realize when I was young, just pain in my home. My dad was also a, a very hard dad and a very angry man. Um, his job, you know, really abused him in that sense. And, um, it was really hard to be Edgar Aponte's daughter for, you know, a really long time. And I would never change it though. I would never change my father. I would never change my upbringing. I would never change my siblings and how we grew up. And my parents always put us first and I loved that. But at the same time, I always felt like I had less and I was less than other people. So mine was really just like an identity crisis. I really had to find my identity and who God said I was and who I thought I was, was not always like correct. You know, we always think that we're, I mean, we are low in a sense compared to the Lord, but he looks at us and he says that we're worthy, you know, yeah. even when we're not precious in rupees. Yeah. So I think for me, it was just like an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was without the Lord. And once I found myself, I held on for dear life. Said the kid. Yeah, that's good. Um, honestly, like I'm, what it boils down to with Jesus per se is I had to realize cause I grew up in church and stuff like that. So like I, I already knew like, you know, facts about Jesus and like all that kind of stuff, but like, I just didn't feel anything or whatever. And it wasn't until and, like, I always like felt really alone and like, you know, um, cause like I'm awkward and weird. So like, it's just like, I didn't really, I couldn't really connect with people and I was shy and I just feel like people really didn't understand me and stuff. And honestly, um, it's like, I had to realize like there were some things for me that kept popping up in my life, like repetition. I noticed repetition in my life, like with what, for instance, like nature or something like that, that was just something that was always prominent in my life where I'm just like, there has to be like, like, this is so beautiful. And I just felt at home with it. And like, you know, it just kept popping up in my life. And then like, you know, there's just things that just kept, I'm like, maybe, maybe somebody's trying to speak to me. Like maybe somebody, like I chose in my heart to believe something bigger was trying to speak to me and all this kind of stuff. And I I realized it was Jesus like the whole time, like Jesus is trying to speak to me. And that's how, and like, after that, like hearing from Jesus, like start happening more. And I realized I wasn't by myself and that Jesus loved me. There's so much that more that goes into it, but just choosing to believe like having childlikeness and like you know understanding that there's like no limits to him like that's what brought me to you know jesus and all that kind of stuff so yeah um so yeah i hope that gave like an insight on on as to why we are talking about what we're talking about i guess as to why we feel the way we feel um as to why it's true um because in all reality, it's not just feelings, but it's it's our truth. You know, feelings aren't true, but but we feel the way we feel because of the truth. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, just to wrap things back up, uh, we're glad to have Sydney back. Um, we're glad to get back together. I think that this podcast episode couldn't have went better. Um, and uh, we talked about a lot. I wouldn't say there was really a, like a, a subject for this podcast. It was kind of just like us catching up. So I I hope you guys enjoyed um, hearing us catch up, hearing us hearing us kind of share our minds and our hearts that for the past month. But uh, as always, man, we love you guys, uh, and we are out. Bye.